Hello, and welcome back to the Feed Grass for Good podcast, brought to you by Hustler Equipment, the world's most innovative livestock feeding equipment. Each episode, we talk with a different sustainable farmer or expert in sustainable farming. This is our third episode, and today we're talking with Ian and Maggie Hutchinson from their farm in Puhoi, New Zealand. Ian and Maggie's farm was the farm that Maggie grew up on, but they only acquired it themselves four years ago. And in those four years, they've done a lot of work. The changes they've made have brought all kinds of wildlife back to the land and their reasoning behind it all is the most interesting part at least to me but let's hear it in their own words i'm maggie hutchinson and here with my husband ian and we brought the my family farm which has been in my family for four generations um off the estate back in 2016. we we um moved on to the farm four years ago and it wasn't in a very good state of repair and so we have spent a lot of time and effort re-fencing, re-irrigating and then it was our ambition to um, make sure we did things environmentally correctly. So um, in those four years we've planted 140,000 native trees, fenced all the waterways, um, done everything possible so that our farming operations do not adversely affect the environment which was we didn't do it because we were greenies we did it because it was something we wanted to do and make the farm when we finally disappear off this earth it was a lot better than when we first came here yeah we we stocked the farm about one cattle per two acres so that's a, that's a very light stocking rate one of the things that Maggie and I've noticed since we've fenced the waterways and um, kept all the stock away from them is, um, and planted 140,000 trees is the return of the birds and, and when you actually go up into the creeks and that, the, the native trout and the native crayfish, the kura, um, it's quite interesting. The, the, the stream's abundant with fish life but when we came here, that wasn't there. So we are actually starting to achieve something. I didn't come from a farming background. So I, when we came here four years ago, I didn't know the front end of a cow to the back. And the same, we're not, we don't have horticultural backgrounds or anything. The, um, I, I'm a consulting engineer, but um, we just wanted to do things properly. And, and all we've really done is we've done a lot of trial and error. And, and luckily, <clears throat> the error has been the smaller percentage of what we've achieved. So um, we've made our mistakes, but we've corrected those. And um, a, as you would see on the farm, the, the seedlings that were only 300 mil high are now two metre high natives. So the, the, the growth has been phenomenal. We, we get up to a maximum of about 130 cattle and we've got 330 acres so you know i mean it's almost one cow for three acres but you know we've obviously got our areas of bush and and we've fenced all those off the native bush all the every time we step out of the house and go and do work on the farm it's better than going on holiday and i think and that's like choosing the red devon cattle that helps a lot too um on the pasture because they're a medium-sized animal so you've, they're not pugging up the ground as much, 
but also when it comes to summer, if there's droughts, they're a really good forager and they survive really good on if your grass is running low or it's dry, they will still maintain their weight. They won't lose a lot of weight, which works out really well. Some of the objectives, like the plant that we've bought for the farm, the operational, the machinery plant, they one of our objectives with everything we do is first of all by New Zealand made and the, the hustler equipment we've got the reason we got that is because it's quality and it's New Zealand made and and it's sustainable like our, our and, and these aren't for greeny tree hugging reasons our house is powered by solar power <clears throat> our water supply is by a windmill um, so Although we've done all these environmentally friendly things and we've done them for no reason other than we wanted to. Um, perhaps that means we're greenies, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what we're trying to do is make things easy. Um, like planning the race, the central race with the paddocks going off it. And it's just thinking what's easy for the animals, what's easy for us to move the animals, because it's just the two of us. We don't have a farm worker with us. And it's, it's just working smarter, not harder. And I think that's really one of the philosophies, isn't it? Maggie and, or Maggie's from a farming background, I'm not. We wanted something that was simple, safe, environmentally right. Um, and, and, and it just fell into place. Like, we, we're decision makers. It doesn't matter what we do, <clears throat> what we decide in the morning, some people will take a lifetime to decide. You've got to make a decision, you've got to make it there. And <clears throat> by making a lot of right decisions in a row, the results uh, just fall into place. It's vitally important to, um, you know, to listen to people. Like we've got good neighbours, and and we can get good advice from lots of people. And and in, and in this world, you only need two things to survive, and that's communication skill and a practical sense. If you have those two things, the world's your oyster. It's made the farm function easily. All our races are fenced, all the waterways are fenced, you're not dealing with stock stuck in the mud and, and, and you're not having issues, everything's straightforward. <clears throat> I go off to work and Maggie's got a herd of cows to move. All she's got to do is open two gates. That, that's, as, that's as hard as it gets and, um, and you know I mean our type of farming we've made. Well, when we came here, it was extremely difficult to even have stock on the property. And we, we've, we've thought it through carefully, like we'll, we'll make decisions quickly, but that we're based on sound judgment. Now, farming is a hundred times easier than the day we arrived here. Yeah, the dogs are redundant. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, because, of the, <clears throat> because everything is run off central things, you do just open the gate and you call the cows and they all know your voice and they all just come through to where you want them. We're not ones to sit around. It's, um, I mean, 
uh, our day starts at 4 a.m. and it finishes, then at 7 I head off to my normal job and then when we get home from work, our day finishes when the jobs are finished. Well, that all of the work that we do on the farm, we've never looked at that as a, as a burden or a work. It's enjoyable. It's not a chore. We enjoy it. And, and, and especially when you see the results. I mean, it's um, an interesting thing, I suppose. Life had been so busy for so long, and then it wasn't until we got to the farm that Maggie taught me something that I never ever knew. She said, just spend five minutes and sit there and watch the animals and see what you learn. And you learn lots from watching. You know, they're, they're smarter than you give them. And you know, I mean, if, if, if a cow goes, walks a kilometre, he'll walk an even contour for that kilometre. They're smart. And you learn lots of things. It, it, it's funny, you stop and watch the bird life like I you never knew they were there and they're, and they're everywhere the other morning we we're walking out in the back of the farm in the dark and a little moorpork come along and we picked him up and um, he was quite happy then he just fluttered off and it, it, it's funny you know people probably never see one of those things in their lives well I suppose the environmental enhancement we've done on the farm the satisfying thing is actually taking a bit of time out and looking at it and appreciating it. And um, that, you know, when we're dead and gone, hopefully someone else can enjoy the hard work we've put into it. You know, it's a small, a very small percentage of farmers that do abuse the land. But there's a large percentage of farmers that would do what we do to preserve the land and keep everything environmentally friendly. And I think, you know, it's it's sad that there's a lot of people out there that think that farmers don't do that, but if they opened their eyes and looked around and actually see what farmers do and how they do care for the land and care for the animals and make sure, you know, they'd be pleasantly surprised. But it's like in any profession, there's, you know, you could have good you know, marketers, you could have good people in advertising, but there'll be the rogue ones as well. So no matter what, it's not just farmers There's in any profession. There's always that small percentage that let the side down, but sadly it's that small percentage that gets all the publicity. And, yeah, and it just ruins it, and it's really sad. I mean, I've grown up on my mother's side, my father's side, have always farmed, and they've been fantastic farmers, care about their stock, um, we you know, used to, every May, as children, that was our school holiday time. And we'd be all in the car, packed up, ready to head off, and my father would be out checking the stock one more time. Then he'd come back and go, can't go anywhere because there's a bull in a hole or there's a cow sick, so we'd have to unpack and wait for the next day. And that's, the majority of New Zealand farmers are like that. You know, they care about their stock, but yeah. And it's just sad that the minority get the publicity about it. Neither Maggie or me have ever got out of bed in the morning to go to work for a dollar. <clears throat> we've done our normal jobs because we've enjoyed them. Not once have I ever got out of bed and thought I'm going off to work to make some money. I'm going off to work because I, I enjoy it. I enjoy my professional job more than the first day I started 40 years ago.
and the same in farming, <clears throat> the care of animals. It says a lot about somebody's character. The, I watch someone when they come to our place and if they pet our dog, that instantly tells me I like that person. And, and those are the good attributes. And, you know, I mean, our neighbours and farmers, all good people, all responsible people. I don't like drinking water at work because it doesn't taste so nice, you know what I mean? Nowadays, if you go and look in the creek down there, it's crystal clear. You can drink the water out of the creek. Well, when we came here, it wasn't because the stock wandered all through the creeks and, and all those sort of things and you didn't, you didn't witness the, the, the wildlife. It's, you know what I mean? It's, Maggie and I are fascinated with uh, the bird life and you see the little chicks and the little pukeko chicks are like pom-pom balls with long legs running along the grass. And, and stuff like that. It, it's just that at, at night time, especially, <clears throat> and there's a gentle breeze up above the house there, you might see six hawks just <clears throat> hovering there or the, the, tree, the, tr the trees down there. You know, I mean, there'll be a dozen wood pigeons in them and, and, um, and sitting in the puri, puri trees. And um, the, the, those things are, are quite rewarding. But I suppose, you know, there's been, they've been there, but we've just noticed that as the planting is getting, all well, the tree, everything's growing, there seems to be more, I suppose it's just protecting them, so they're hatching more chicks that are growing. Um, there's turkeys that do around, well, they used to, they used to be in our place and then they'd wander off to the neighbours and go quite away and then come back again to our place but now they don't seem to want to leave our place which is really annoying but they are increasing in numbers as well so it's just like I can't see how someone can go to a bridge club on a Thursday night or you know sit down and watch TV or you know I mean Maggie will tell you I couldn't sit for five minutes and still we we took a week off and and went down the South Island to Queenstown and we were driving from Queenstown over to Wanaka and we got to the top of the Crown Range and I said to Maggie, you know what? I said, we're going looking at the same stuff we've seen before and we could be home working on the farm. We sat there for five minutes, turned around, rang in New Zealand and changed our airline tickets and came home because it is. It, it, it's more fun than going on holiday. Uh, <laughs> The travel agents get used to us <laughs> ringing, ringing from even when we're overseas, going, oh, can we change our flights? We want to come <laughs> early. Work's never been work. You know what I mean? In my professional work, I've never gone to work thinking, I'm going to get paid or I'm, go I'm doing work. I'm just going there because I like doing it. And, and, and the same at home on the farm. We like doing it. And, um, you know what I mean? You're on, a, you're on a holiday all the time. Yeah, but majority of all farmers enjoy what they're doing, otherwise wouldn't be farmers. Most of the time, the most vocal people about the environment and issues and all those things are the people doing nothing. You've asked us to speak, we've virtually spoken to nobody about it, we just get on and do our thing. I mean, and, and, and if anything annoys me, it's all these people blurting on about 
global warming and environment and this and that and and whatever else and and they're they're jetting around the country and if something's going to change people have to actually do something and you you'd be surprised the number of people that are actually the quiet people that are actually doing stuff and not blowing their own trumpet well it's comical that they they can just you worked out your carbon our carbon credits didn't you yeah and it's quite interesting like I, I run a business that's got 28 professional staff and we got company cars and all those things we <clears throat> we do more so we we have a nissan leaf as one of our vehicles and and <clears throat> we bought a, a fully electric mg this week for work and at the end of the day i i sat down and looked at our business and our carbon footprint and then <clears throat> I looked at the farm and the animals and our, our native bush that we've got in our planting and it was quite satisfying <clears throat> we sit on 120,000 tonnes positive carbon credit annually we're making a positive difference so and and and, and I run a reasonably large professional business well if i can offset that if everyone did their little bit um putting electric cars on the road isn't going to fix some global warming stuff it, it's people physically doing something doing doing positive things thanks so much hutch and maggie for letting us visit your beautiful farm and for sharing your thoughts and plans with us and if you are planning to level up your regenerative livestock feeding game visit hustler equipment at hustlerequipment.com and to see all the sustainable and regenerative farming articles in the feed grass for good blog you can go to hustlerequipment.com fgfg finally if you like this episode please smash those five stars and give us a glowing review it will help other people interested in sustainable and regenerative farming find us thanks again we'll see you next time